CEO of the largest commercial construction association in the state of Vermont and was a lobbyist. So for 25 plus years of my life, I was a professional public servant. And um, then something tragic happened. I got notified when I was in the middle of a board meeting. Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest on because, you know, it's something that you don't usually hear a lot of is a person going from public practice of, you know, working on in the governmental sector from, you know, different roles within the government and just with the, working in lobbyists and et cetera. You don't really hear those people moving over into launching a business and entrepreneurship. It happens a lot, but you usually don't hear about it a lot. So today I wanted to bring on a great guest who's navigated both, both worlds and is building a dynamic business that's not just about making a profit for a business, but really making a solid impact and helping people. So I want to welcome to the show, Kathleen L. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Terrell. It's so great to be here. I appreciate the offer, the invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now before we jump into talking about your business, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your background and just kind of as we unpack that journey that led to entrepreneurship? Sure. Um, when I lived in Vermont, which I was born and raised there, I became a public servant. I owned and operated businesses with my former husband. I was a legislator for eight years, worked for the governor for nine years, became a CEO of the largest commercial construction association in the state of Vermont, and was a lobbyist. So for 25 plus years of my life, I was a professional public servant. And um, then something tragic happened. I got notified when I was in the middle of a board meeting that my son had taken his life. And when he took his life, he was angry at me and he wrote a note asking for me to not attend his service. So it shattered me, it completely crushed me. And what mattered before that moment, that split second in my life of hearing my son's transition, about my son's transition to where I am today, life was very different in that second. You know, what happened before was everything was great. I looked successful, things seemed good. And yet the second after I heard about that, about my son, um, my world was turned upside down and I realized that what mattered before no longer mattered to me. Wow, that is, that is, I will say that that would seem like it would be extremely overwhelming. Mm, it was crushing and I found myself lying upon my son's grave you know, three months, four months afterwards, because time didn't exist then, it just, it just dragged on and on and on. Um, just begging, wishing, pleading, please, whoever, whatever took my son to take me to. I was really at my lowest of my low. And I just heard this clear, clear message out of nowhere from the infinite intelligence, whatever people want to call it, uh, God, infinite intelligence, universe, divine, whatever you choose to call the higher power, I just heard this message of, if this happened in your life, you're meant to do something with it, now do it. So I shifted from 
being that public servant to using my skills and expertise, everything happens for a reason, for those skills and expertise of what I've learned over the 20 plus past years and putting that into uh, educate, educating people about suicide awareness, changing the language around suicide. And then, I, then it morphed into assisting others through emotional, you know, emotional health. And then now today, after 10 years of intense healing and um, certifications and thousands of dollars spent and hours um, invested in my healing journey, I assist people in moving through sudden unexpected loss as a whole, not just losing someone suddenly and unexpected. I bet that, you know, that there's probably been a a lot of, uh, a a lot of people who are experiencing, like I said, significant loss throughout 2020 and, and really trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate it. I'm sure that some people have questions about, is it even possible to navigate what they've lost? Um, that is the biggest question out of everything that people talk about. It's like, how can I survive? How can you, how can it look as appear as if you are happy and things are good? You can move through any loss that you experience. It's about, um, there's events in our lives that occur and we can choose to respond or react to them. And however we choose to respond or react to that is how we're going to live our life. So when 2020 came around for me and, and, you know, like it felt like the world was, had stopped for me, it didn't stop because I had already experienced this sudden unexpected loss in my life. So I had some experience on how you move through the shifts in your life. How can you, how can you stay in a positive frame of mind? How can you keep yourself healthy emotionally, physically, and spiritually? Um, and so in 2020, I became a three-time international bestseller. Um, I created new programs. Um, I've served more people this year than I've ever served in, in this particular business um, because I had almost like a leg up on the trauma that occurred and that sudden loss for me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that is very interesting because I I was talking to my wife about that with even, you know, as we have a a lot of entrepreneurs and we, we focus on our our services really focus on helping entrepreneurs in the area of finance and accounting. But one of the things that I, I noticed is that I think some people get so tied into you know, the work that they're doing. And as you were talking about, like in that split second, everything that mattered before, it's just like your perspective completely changed. And I, I often wonder and ask myself, you know, are entrepreneurs mentally prepared for, you know, to really see the big picture of their life? And, and I guess as you do the work that you do, do you find that entrepreneurs or business owners are prepared to really look at, hey, you know, what if a life-changing event happened? Like, would you be prepared for it? I don't think most people are prepared for it, Terrell. You know, like I, Terrell, excuse me. Um, I believe most people, most business owners, most people in society just exist. They're just floating through life. They're doing what they need to do to put a meal on the table, to advance their business, to expand, to make an impact in whatever way they think is the impact they need to, to do, um, to have on this world. And, um, we respond in, our, in the world based on what we were taught from zero to eight years old. So 
any entrepreneur that's out there, unless you've done some substantial emotional work and in investing in your personal development, a lot of people are really responding to how they operate their business on how they were taught from zero to eight. And let me give you an example. From zero to eight, I lived in an abusive alcoholic home where my birth father actually shot at us. Um, I had experienced sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, you name it, I had probably experienced it from zero to eight years old. Um, I was, I programmed myself to respond that I was unworthy, I was unlovable, and that I had to prove to the world that I was worthy and unlovable, but actually I was proving to myself. So it actually works to my advantage a lot of the times, but when you're in the middle of, of responding as a CEO, as a as a legislator, as, a, as a, a supervisor, your response is going to be reactive, um, withdrawn, uh, dic dictating um, your, your response, how you respond to your employees and to your coworkers is how, how you were taught from zero to eight. And there's a way to reprogram the way you respond in the world. You, you, can, you can reprogram those stories based on new awarenesses. And that's what I teach and I actually use for healing modalities. Well, you can, you, you, you have a new awareness around the old story. So my story around all that abuse and neglect as a child, today I have a new story is like, had I not experienced that trauma as a child and growing up and bullying and let's just, I mean, we can just go on and on. If had I not experienced that, there's no way that I would have been able to survive my son's suicide. There's no way. So I have a new perspective on, I'm grateful that that gave me the strength to survive so I can be more of service in the world to others who have experienced sudden and unexpected loss. And the same with my dad, you know, my birth father, I could, I could, create the victim mentality for me and say, he's a horrible being, or I could shift that story based on the healing that I've done. I was like, wow, for him to be the person he was, what did he experience to be that person? You know, it, it could have been even more traumatic for him than it was for me. So he did the best he could with what he knew in that during that time. So I have a whole different perspective about people's behavior, their responses in the world, and I have more compassion and love and and forgiveness for for others and for myself for that matter. I think that that is a, a very big point. I think that I I've had to learn myself it just that having compassion for yourself, because I think it's so easy to get in that mode of beating yourself up. But I think that's an amazing point. Um, now, one of the things I'm curious about is, you know, with such an impactful mission and like I said, that personal drive and, you know, the personal journey that you were on and, and that, you know, growing into something bigger than yourself, what has that process or that journey been like of actually building an organization or building a business around, you know, this mission? Um, it, it's really about a journey. I think the number one thing, there's two things that I share with people. One is the grief prescription. No matter what change you go through, there's three B's in your life that you can respond to. Be in the moment. Don't look too far ahead. Because if you do, you're basing your story on what you're experiencing in that moment. 
So you're experiencing stress, trauma, what have you, and you're believing that the future is going to be exactly the way it is today. It is not. Breathe, consciously breathe, consciously. Um, I teach the four squared method. It's you breathe into the count of four, you hold it to the count of four, you release it to the count of four, and you hold it to the count of four. So it's like a square. You do that four times in a row. You can do that at a red light. You can do that when someone cuts you off. You can do that when your boss is yelling at you or when you feel like you want to yell at someone else. So you breathe and breathing brings you back into your body. It brings, it grounds you and it also keeps your emotions in flow, in motion. And so it keeps you healthy. And the third is believe. Believe this moment is, is, is this moment only, that it will change, that you will not always feel this way, that you will that you're not alone and there's other people who are, have survived and actually thrived through what you're experiencing. So you're not alone. So that was the grief prescription. The second is the, the knowing that life is a journey. So your healing process is a journey. It's never over. There's not a destination. You never get over it or, or move on, you move through it. So it's just like life. You have to move through your emotions whether it's anger, excitement, sadness, blame, shame, anxiety, depression, um, joy, fulfillment, you do not live in any particular emotion always. It is a wave. And so when you allow yourself to move through the emotions that you're feeling and not bury them or, or try to ignore them or mask them, you live a much healthier life. Wow, that that is amazing. And I think that there are a lot of people that, you know, need help going down that journey. So when, you know, when someone's, you know, reaching out to you and your, your organization to, you know, to, to get help with that journey, what is that experience usually like for them? Or like, what are the types of ways that they can work with you? So we usually have a 30 minute consultation to see what way is best for them. And so it's really individualized. I do have group programs. I have, I have a new program coming out in, the, in, the, um, in January. That's a web-based um, self-motivated program. That's really, it's a um, how you move through sudden grief, sudden loss. There's group programs. I have one-on-one -on -one healing programs and I have two slots left open for the coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I am a speaker, I'm an author. You know, you can buy the book Shattered Together, which uh, has practices at the end of every chapter so where you can ex experience what I experienced with the with the tools and resources that I used um, and so there's programs you can go to my website at kathleenl.com and you spell it out as c-a-t-h-l-e-e-n-e-l-l-e.com and you can find all the resources on my social media there to work with me. Awesome. And I do speaking engagements and group group um, work. So if some of the businesses that uh, you speak to are interested in how, how you create a healthy work environment, I also do that as well. Awesome. Awesome. I, I have a, a strong feeling that a lot of businesses will need to go down that journey, you know, in this coming year of really, because I think a lot of businesses are going to have to recreate their work environment. I mean, after, yeah. after COVID, I mean, that's going to be a very big thing for them. 
Yeah. The isolation, you, you know, like it is a big thing for businesses, specifically business owners is how do you manage when you have, you know, an office complex that is empty and everyone's working from their home? How do you manage that? How do you trust that your employees are actually doing the job that you expect them to do? There's a whole shift in perspective on how, you know, people can move through these changes and it doesn't have to be as difficult as people uh, think it is, you know, the isolation, are you truly isolated or are you choosing to isolate yourself? You know, you can go outside, you can zoom with friends, you can create new, new patterns, new practices that keeps you connected the best way that you can be connected. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, one question I always like to ask every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about your journey and you think about where you are now, you know, what's two pieces of wisdom that you would share with other business owners? One, if you're just starting out as a new business owner, know that the way the direction that you think you're going could be very different in five years. You know, like growth takes the ability to be flexible. When I started my business is not where I am right now. So it's being flexible, be flexible with um, how you create your business. And the second thing I have to say that we're not in control. We can have a plan. We can believe that we are meant to do X, Y, and Z. But if we start down that road and it starts to get more difficult and you feel like you're pushing upstream constantly, maybe it's time to step back and see what the universe has for you versus what you believe is, your, is the right direction. Awesome. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for coming on the show, for sharing your story with us and, and your journey and, and also telling us a little bit more about your business and also how you're helping other people navigate their journey and the wisdom that you shared. It's been a pleasure having you on. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.